time for us to join Sea to Stars Bicycle Traffic Reporter Carly Coleman for the second time this morning. Good morning, Carly. Hey, Peter. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Thank you very much for coming into the station this morning. And yeah. there's a very good reason why you came in this morning, isn't there? Because we're going to be talking to Deathspoke. <laughs> and Perry and Fats from the group are here this morning. Thank you so much for coming into the station actually guys uh, originally we were just thinking a phone interview but then you phoned up this morning and said you know what we could actually make it in so thank you that's uh, really appreciate um t- tell particularly us particularly when you have uh, an event coming up oh, yeah sorry peter yeah no no that's fine so um i I'm, I'm not sure exactly how you want to bounce each other or these questions off of each other but that's just that maybe just introduce yourselves like um yeah, Perry, uh, how, how did you get involved in Deathspoke and, and what is Deathspoke? Uh, I got involved uh, uh, through a friend of mine, Mike Sims, who uh, founded it uh, with a few other people. And uh, I've been friends with Mike for quite a long time. I was his roommate and uh, I always knew his interest in bikes. I remember living with him and there was bike parts everywhere. Uh, As an occupational hazard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I got involved and started riding around bikes and um, yeah and then I was there when we started fundraising as well How about you Fats? I uh, became I moved to the city uh, years ago and uh, became good friends with all the guys we found in the group and uh, yeah I just one day got myself a bicycle with them and uh, yeah history from there So it sounds like join the punk group then get a bike, not get a bike, then join the punk group. Well, I had a few bikes from them, and then ended up just, yeah, mm-hmm. being a part of the group and riding with them is kind of how you... If you wanted to be a member, what would you recommend? Bike first or friends first? Uh, both, you know, you can go on, you can find us, you know, online, you know, uh, Deathspoke, or there's a Deathspoke community, you know, uh, you can involve that way, you know, join the group, uh, talk to us, tell us what you like, you know, you can get... You know, any custom bike really made for you. So, or mm-hmm. if you have your own, you know, it's even better. But but you're talking, you're not talking fixies or road nope. bikes. You're talking. You can have all those things, of course. But I mean, you know, we're more of a vintage uh, banana seat bicycle. Aficionados. Kinda. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. So, so, so uh, yeah, let's let's back up a little bit. So, what 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 is the requirement? What 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 do a, does a bespoke member need? Uh, we don't have a specific list. Okay. I think what it is is it's um, the focus is on community first and always has been. Okay. Um, and so it's about community support, being being a friend and family member to this group of people. Uh, and the bike is definitely a requirement when you're going out with friends. Um, we've had members who haven't been able to afford a bike, let's say. Yeah. Um, but luckily, there's other members that have a few extras. And so if we go for a bike ride, uh, people are very giving and come out and we'll, we'll loan you a bike for the bike ride or whatever but um in terms of getting involved i think that the main thing would be like join the facebook group which is death space spoke um and then communicate with us on there maybe come out to the fundraiser on sunday and come find some of the people wearing patches and talk to us about it that way and uh we're not snobs when it comes to bikes we definitely have a focus on vintage lowrider and cruiser bikes but by no means is that the base requirement, like sole requirement for it? So describe <coughs> a, a vintage cruiser or low rider for our listening audience. Um, well, like old uh, Schwinn bicycles, CCMs, you know, like the kind, you know, your parents got you from like Canadian Tire when you were a kid, you know, with the big sure, fantasy. Yeah. And like the big, you know, we, we put, put ape hanger bars on our bikes, you know, a Springer front ends, custom paint jobs. We have a lot of cool people getting involved now, you know, like 
So you need a bit of muscle. To yeah, absolutely. We're, we're sourcing out parts and stuff is always hard. So you know we're shopping around all the time. You know stuff's getting expensive. Hidden and, Edmonton uh, bicycle commuters. Exactly. Even going into town like farms and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> just like yeah, like. Exactly. Hey, uh, buddy, got a bike? Going to vintage <laughs> shopping. So, and yeah, that way too. Like, we have a lot of people getting like we have like welders now who are like doing some custom like sissy bars and stuff for us and Ooh. custom paint paint job people. You know, so a lot of more people. It's a lot of easier stuff gets stuff done now. It's pretty. So, so what can you describe some of the bikes that some of your members ride like what what, what, what kind of like the, the extremes of like what they've got on them or whatever um well we've got a bike going up at auction that mike's been mike and wally and other people have been working on uh it's probably a silent auction they'll be at the fundraiser and that's uh i believe it's um an old uh banana seat frame so it's kind of curvy it's got uh, a vintage uh banana seat on it and then it's got a custom sissy bar with like a spider web there like a four foot sissy bar so what do you Big. mean by sissy bar then sorry S- sissy bar is um the kind of backrest thing that you would see on some motorcycles and some banana seat bikes okay um it was common in the low rider bikes of the late 60s and 70s on stingrays and stuff and then uh as well it's got like big ape hanger handlebars on it um we add on oftentimes springer front ends and so instead of your normal forks what that is it's got a spring system in it it's kind of an ode to motorcycles but not really at all yeah so uh for our gentle listeners Mm -hmm. there's a lot of hand gestures going on (laughs) with the ape hangers as you might imagine apes uh, hanging from a tree uh so no tassels uh, there are a few tassels here. There now. are a few tassels. If you can find yeah. some, let me know. <laughs> yeah. <Purple ones>. yeah. <laughs> so the name, how did Despo come up with the name? Uh, I believe it was uh, a group of people, in, including my good friends Aaron Peterson and Mike Sims and a few others sitting at the Black Dog uh, in 2010. Mike uh, had accrued a, an assortment of bikes in his backyard. And he was interested in fixing them up for his friends and starting a, a group, a club. And so they were, I think, over beers just talking about names and death spoke came out of that. Is there, do you have a, any issues with biker gangs and cycling like groups because I, I, I read that you wanted to avoid the, the word gang because you're not a biker gang or bicycle gang I think what it was was a lot of our members were involved with the bar industry and what have and were very cognizant of the, the fact that if you walk into a bar with all matching back patches that could be construed as something okay. and so what I think it was was just nipping it in the bud right off the bat um, just reaching out so one the community to the bar owners and three other Organization, so we say, won't be confused about that. That we have no affiliation with anything like that. I think it was just like if twenty people walk into a bar all with matching back patches, <laughs> yeah. we just want to make sure that people know that we're fundraising for sick kids and not doing anything else. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Let's get on to the fundraiser. Okay. Yeah. So tell us about that. You guys have this fundraiser coming up, and it sounds fabulous. What's what's going to go down? Uh, well, the fundraiser this will be our third so far installment. Like we did one last. Year, we wouldn't have a Christmas party. It was like, well, you know, we all wanted to get involved in the community. And uh, one of our uh, members of the group, he worked with like aftercare with kids and stuff like that. And one of the kids was sick. So, uh, well, hey, this is a perfect opportunity for us to do a fundraiser for this guy. And that was became with a stolery. Uh, they needed a platelet machine uh, mm-hmm. washer for his blood. So, 
we just decided to pick a cause, not a specific like big blanket corporation. We're just like, let's just pick a specific cause and then do focus on that and then do that. Yeah, and that was for our first Christmas party this time last year. Yes. And since then, we've had a second fundraiser, Blues on White. Our fundraisers are pretty much uh, their rock shows or punk shows. And so this year again, we're having our fundraiser on Sunday the 20th at Denison Hall downtown, right across from the Greyhound Station. Yep. Oh, yeah, right. And who's playing? Um, well, I got uh, James Renton. Uh, he's uh, going to do a solo show. He's a singer of a local band called Fire Next Time. Uh, you know, they're killing it lately, you know. Uh, a lot of good tunes by those guys. And uh, the Nielsen's are another little uh, pop-punk band locally. they got members of other groups in there. Um, Black 13, uh, they're a black metal band. Their drummer's a singer. Pretty pretty rad band good to see live and I said last year uh, a friend of mine who recently passed away this year uh, Joey D uh, I have a, he opened up for us last year so uh, I decided to kind of do a tribute to that since he opened up last year is no longer with us so I have all his former band members oh, and Fresh nice. Cut Lime yeah. uh, from Fort Mac um, coming down to play all his music and wow. then uh, Secret Super Special Guest uh, his other band Abandoned All Hope will be playing afterwards so <laughs> Secret Super Secret Special is yeah. not so secret anymore I know I had to, say, I had to plug it somewhere <laughs> yeah. but uh, and then on top of that, we always have a silent auction. A lot of businesses in the communities, in the community, like donate a lot of rad stuff to us, as and well as local artists. As well as local artists, uh, yeah. So it's always a silent auction. Bicycles for up for auction. Mm. A lot of rad art. You're speaking. In, you're speaking the language. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think this year too, we, we have a lot of members doing uh, baking. And so oh, we're going to package that sale. all up with ingredient lists. And so there's going to be a lot of baking for sale. Um, and I think because Denison Hall has a number of arcade machines, we're going to have a high score right. on one of the machines that'll be um, signed up to play all night. And then if you get the high score by the end of the night, you get, a, I think it's a Sega Genesis that plays all the games that were made for Sega. Oh, so wow. I think that's a, there's a prize for that. So we got live music. We got the silent auction, the bake sale. Um, there's drinking that will be happening. <laughs> and then uh, there's the arcade high score thing as well as just hanging out with us for a Christmas party. So what time does it kick off at the Denison Hall? I got uh, around 7 or 8. Doors okay. will be open, you know, on average. Like, I'm more like going to have a specific door opening time. So I think like 7 o'clock I'm going to call it like that. And then band's not too long after, maybe around 9 o'clock. And then, yeah, it'll be going Ticks all at night. the door? Or? Uh, yeah, there'll be a tick. The, if you... Uh, you can buy tickets uh, before uh, ten dollars in advance. You can just get a hold of us on the on the page, right. on like the event page, and I'll gladly come and bring anybody tickets who needs some. So that's ten dollars in advance, or we have it fifteen dollars at the door. But if you come to the door with a donation to Yes mm. uh, Foundation, that's the youth, youth emergency, empowerment. Youth emergency. Youth yeah, youth empowerment. Yeah, yeah they. Uh, yes, that. you can get five dollars off if you bring a donation to them. And there's a list, update a list on their website of stuff that they're in need of as well. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, um, so it's kind of like a dual fundraiser. The, we so, should talk about what the fundraiser is for yeah, this year. Sure. <laughs> yes, that would um, be lovely. Okay, so the primary fundraiser uh, during the summer we had our second fundraiser, Please I'm White, and that was for my brother Sean. He's uh, in his early 30s. He was born with uh, underdeveloped optic nerves. And uh, so the equipment that we're fundraising for is a device called eSight that has um, small cameras and small screens inside this kind of glasses frame. Okay. And um, they're zoomable and panable from a control on his belt. 
Um, and so things that he usually wouldn't be able to see, like across the street for his street signs, uh, he has a lot of problem in classrooms with uh, note-taking on uh, boards distant. Right. Um, and so these would give him a huge advantage to be able to, let's say, upgrade his education, which he's been looking to do, and just operate in the world at large. Um, but there's no other funding opportunities that we found for these through my family. And so Death Spoke, being the nice group of friends they are, agreed that we'd raise it. And so at Blues on White, we raised just over half of the required $15,000. Um, and then we've had... Uh, a few other donations on the website. There's a GoFundMe page for them that you can find through the Death Spoke page. And then uh, since it's looking like hopefully we'll raise the the required rest of the amount, the rest of it that we... So let's say we have five grand left for them, sure. give or take. If we raise, let's say, $8,000 at this fundraiser, we'll give anything left over to the Youth Empowerment Shelter as well. So it's That's a double fundraiser cool. in That's terms right. of that. Empowering everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as an organization, I mean, you said you, you you started as a buy group way before you started fundraising. The the fundraising now, would you say that was almost as important as the bike rides, or is it still bike rides first? I'd say right now it's about 60, 40 bike rides okay. and 60, um, only because <clears throat> I think we're going back to one fundraiser a year, which is over winter, mm -hmm. which is very hard to ride bananas seat bikes. <laughs> so it just gives us something to focus on over the winter months and um, then over summer I think what it is, it's, it's mainly about the bike rides and mating up. Yeah, it sounds like a great community that you're pulling together for each other and uh, it's it's very honourable work, so thank you. Um, I, I, you know, I think it's really, really cool that you're doing it. So We've job. noticed an incredible impact for the people involved and also the, the people impacted by group so right. thank you very much for having us yeah, and, and speaking about it no, no problem perry and fats are both members of deaf spoke which is a, a, a community bike group and if you're interested in joining them or finding more information about this uh, ride head over to the facebook page which is facebook.com then search a deaf spoke with a space in it right um also if you're looking for uh death spoke in vancouver as of the 25th of november this year they have a group out there as well so you can if you're moving to Vancouver for some reason or in Vancouver for some reason you have your uh, are no friends that are interested in this and might be interested in joining a group like that it's a great guy Darren a friend of ours from here that moved there uh, emigrated there um, has started this up and he's more than happy to meet new people and absolutely yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, one, one last question mm -hmm. from me um, how often do you guys go for rides in the summer as often as we can uh, we have disparate schedules and so Two uh, people I think is a ride, or 50 uh, people is a ride? Well, uh, 50 would be crazy. Usually it's between, um, I would say, like 8 and 22. Okay. Okay. Ride. Different different people live in different parts of the city. It's hard to get everywhere, so different people go on different rides, get together in different parts of the city and stuff like that. So, okay. What kind of length would you ride? I mean, obviously a banana bike, you're not going to be doing 100K or something like that. Like you, so what, what would be, what, what, where, and what kind of things do you try to hit in the ride? Bakery rides. I, I think usually what it would be is, uh, so we'd organize a ride to start at about 1 p.m. Mm -hmm. and then usually we'd start riding bikes by 4 because of all the <laughs> impromptu repairs and just people being late. Uh, we have this thing called Death Spoke O'Clock which means whenever people show up. Uh, and then we usually start with a ride through the River Valley a little bit and, and um, you know, starting closer to like 97th Street on um, White Ave 
go through the Mill Creek Ravine, make our way down White Ave, stop at a few bars, stop in, say hi to some of our friends that are working, some of the businesses that we know. Right. And right. then uh, ride our bikes back home. As, as, um, uh, going slightly off topic but practical I mean um, I think some people when they think about bike riders they think very much about like commuters in um, the extreme line bikes or whatever um, as you ride down White Avenue what do you see uh, infrastructure wise what would you guys like to see change like, because you're coming from a completely different perspective to so many different other people like how would you like infrastructure to be different for your rides honestly uh, knowing kind of the infrastructure that happens throughout the world mm -hmm. places like Denmark and Europe and then looking at Edmonton and, and it's an interesting problem with Edmonton because we do have a large number of winter months where many people aren't riding their bikes um, I'd love to see the sidewalks widened at the very least and so that you're not competing with those parked cars and the traffic um, I think also if they ever decide to build another thoroughfare south of White Ave to relieve some of that heavy traffic, that would be amazing. Um, a dedicated bike lane would be amazing by itself. Um, but it's kind of a choice when you're in a banana seat bike, whether you're in traffic or you're in the foot traffic. And one of the, you know, they're both hectic and kind of cumbersome to both things that you're involving with. So yeah, just some kind of Either a widened thoroughfare and get rid of those parked cars, or maybe a dedicated bike lane. But yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, banana seats—they were glorious. Yes. They are glorious. They're so much fun to ride. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. so cool. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, so again, the event is this uh, Sunday night at the Denison Hall. Do you, does anyone know the address off the top of the head? Because I didn't write it down. One third and one third. Thank you. One third, one third. Uh, the Denison Hall, at December twentieth, starts seven or eight-ish or Deathstroke o'clock. Um, <laughs> and playing at the event, Fresh Cut Lime, Black Thirteen, the Nielsen's, James Renton, and the Very Super Secret uh, group as well. Abandon all hope. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you.